happy Star Wars Day. Today, by the way, is Monday, May 4th, and even casual Star Wars fans will appreciate the play on words when someone says, may the 4th be with you. Tomorrow, though, is Revenge of the 5th, so Dark Side, your day is coming too. Hi and hello. You have found the podcast for moms who don't have time for podcasts. Edit, or maybe this is the podcast for moms who have nothing but time. You can think of me as your internet bestie as we share recommendations, laugh about the ridiculous things we see online, and cheer each other on. I'm Indiana Adams, and today, by the way, is the short and sweet podcast that hopefully brightens your day. I am so glad you're here. Momlog, day 50 of the official COVID-19 social distancing protocol. When you reach a milestone like 50 days of doing anything, you have the hankering to celebrate. But alas, day 50 feels a lot like day 40 and day 27 and day 9. The kids have stopped asking, what are we going to do today? They know we aren't going anywhere or doing anything extraordinary. Thankfully, we've figured out how to have socially distant lunches with the grandparents They bring a pizza and salad lunch and sit 10 feet away from us in the backyard. It is still very odd to tell them goodbye and not hug when they depart, but we're thankful to see them in person, face-to-face and not mask-to-mask. School is over in 10 days, so on day 60 of this thing, we really will celebrate. I didn't start watching movies until I was a senior in high school. I had dance class several nights a week. I played a lot of video games. And I was a voracious reader instead. I do not recall my grandparents who raised me even once taking me to the movies. Occasionally, they'd drop me off at the movies where usually I'd meet a boy if it was past the seventh grade, but I didn't really get into movies myself or start renting movies until I moved out, which was in the 12th grade. A common question I'd ask as a film major when I went to Cal State after Olivet was, did that come out before 1998? Because chances are, if it did, I hadn't seen it. It's hard to fathom, but as a child of the 80s, I missed movies like Ghostbusters, Back to the Future, Indiana Jones, The Princess Bride, The Goonies. And that means when Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace came out in 1999, I hadn't seen any of the original Star Wars movies, and, and I felt really out of the loop. It was during this time that I was in college at a very conservative Christian college called Olivet Nazarene University. It was the kind of college where people of the opposite sex were not allowed in each other's dorm rooms. So if you wanted to hang out with a group of friends to watch an old movie, like male and female friends, there really wasn't an easy way to do this. When my friends found out I hadn't watched any of the Star Wars movies, being the nerds that they were, they demanded that this be rectified. I dragged my TV out of my dorm room to the dorm's lobby, and someone hooked up a VCR, and that's when I was introduced to Han Solo and Luke Skywalker and Princess Leia for the very first time. Someone got me opening night midnight tickets to Star Wars Episode One, and this is maybe the part where you will unsubscribe to my show and dump me as your internet bestie, but here's the truth. I liked it. And I'll tell you what, I'm a late bloomer here, but I do very much now consider myself to be a Star Wars man. A casual one, but one nonetheless. Our family did Star Wars for Halloween this year. I booked our family's first Disney trip shortly after Star Wars Galaxy Edge opened in Orlando, and I cannot wait for October when season two of The Mandalorian premieres. 
So today, in honor of Star Wars Day, I thought it would be fun to share my three favorite trivia bits about the Star Wars films. Number one, my youngest daughter Lucy loves Porgs. She has never seen the films, but she saw Porg merchandise at Disney World last fall and was like, what is that? And fell in love. She sleeps with a little Porg every night. But did you know that the Porgs only exist to cover up on-location puffins? Puffins are little birds who can be found in eastern Canada and in Maine, Iceland, Greenland, Norway, and they have a protected sanctuary in Ireland. Yes, all of those adorable porgs that annoyed poor Chewie in The Last Jedi weren't originally part of the script. They were a last-minute addition by director Ryan Johnson when he learned that their shooting location, the Irish island of Skeelig Michael, is filled with hundreds of very friendly and not-at-all-camera-shy puffins who are protected by law. Jake Lunt Davies, who is one of the four creature concept designers of the film, explained in an interview that they decided to find a positive solution for what could have been a very expensive problem. You can't remove them, Davies said of the puffins. You physically can't get rid of them, and digitally removing them is an issue and a lot of work. So let's just roll with it and play with it. So he designed the Porg as an homage, and that's how the adorable Porgs came to be. Trivia fact number two. The Return of the Jedi was filmed in the Redwood Forest in Northern California to create Indoor. Over the several months of on-location filming, Peter Mayhew, who played Chewbacca, had to be constantly chaperoned by bodyguards in bright vests to protect him from hunters. That's because in costume, Mayhew could have easily been mistaken for a bear because he was over seven feet tall. But more hilariously, the bodyguards had to protect the actor from people searching the forest for Bigfoot. Yes, that Bigfoot, the mythical ape-like creature that's rumored to be hiding somewhere in the Pacific Northwest. I would have totally disregarded this as an urban legend, but four years ago, before Mayhew passed away, he actually confirmed this story on Reddit. Okay, trivia bit number three. This freaks me out, but Yoda was originally almost going to be a chimpanzee. Did you know that I don't like monkeys or chimpanzees or orangutans or gorillas or anything along those lines? I mean, they seriously freak me out. But long before Yoda was created with animatronics and puppetry by master Muppeteer, Frank Oz, the plan was to hire an actual monkey actor. According to the making of Star Wars Empire Strikes Back, they planned to dress up a real monkey in a Yoda costume and mask. There are photos of the monkey in training in the weirdly hideous Yoda mask prototypes that I've linked for your nightmares in my show notes. But the idea was scrapped when the trained monkey kept taking off his Yoda mask, and a crew member who had previously worked on 2001 A Space Odyssey pointed out that apes used in that movie's opening were a huge headache. Jim Henson said that he was up to the challenge of making the Yoda puppet work better than a monkey in a mask. Thank goodness. Bonus fact, George Lucas politicked hard to get a supporting actor nomination for Frank Oz following the actor's portrayal of Yoda in The Empire Strikes Back. That didn't happen thanks to the Academy ruling that puppeteers aren't actors, but there was indeed an active campaign for Yoda to earn an Oscar nomination in 1981. Just in case you haven't watched everything available on the internet yet, all the Star Wars movies and the series The Mandalorian are available to stream on Disney+. If you haven't seen The Phantom Menace in 20 years because you hated Jar Jar Binks, I challenge you to watch it again. But before you do, read the fan theory I've linked in the show notes. 
There's a theory that Jar Jar Binks was supposed to be a Sith Lord working with Palpatine, who in episode one was just pretending to be a hopeless fool the entire time. There's so much evidence, and George Lucas himself even said that Jar Jar Binks was the key to this all. Allegedly, Jar Jar playing for the dark side was supposed to be the big plot twist reveal in episode two, but the hatred for the character was so strong that George Lucas had to scrap this idea and hastily write Count Dooku in. Knowing this, and knowing that Darth Maul is probably the coolest villain in Star Wars, should make you rethink your hatred for episode one. Nerds, let's discuss. And now a quick break to spotlight the two sponsors that made today's episode possible. It's been so fun hearing from those of you who got your loved one a skylight frame. We love ours and Chris's mom loves hers. And it's a gift that you will appreciate literally every single day. Skylight is a beautiful touchscreen Wi-Fi connected digital photo frame that lets you email from your phone or computer directly to your loved one's skylight from anywhere in the world. And it makes the perfect Mother's Day gift, especially now. Multiple people can send photos to the frame so you could go in on this gift with your siblings. She gets photos of all the kids and grandkids no matter where you all live. Chris's mom gets photos from us, but also the grandkids in Florida and the newest grandbaby in Boston. The frame sets up in under 60 seconds. You can preload it with photos and it will hold 8,000 images. Even the most tech challenge will be able to set it up. Honestly, it's just plug it in, connect to the Wi-Fi, and enjoy. With all that's going on in the world, I can't think of a better gift to help you feel more connected to your loved ones. Right now, as a special holiday offer, you can get $10 off your purchase of a Skylight Frame when you go to skylightframe.com btw and enter code btw. That's right. To get $10 off your purchase of a Skylight Frame, just go to skylightframe.com btw and enter code btw. That's S-K-Y-L-I-G-H-T-F-R-A-M-E dot com slash btw. In some ways, with the stay-at-home orders being partially lifted, it feels a little like the new year. A chance to reevaluate habits and take a stab at new goals. I feel a little like a bear who's been hibernating during a long winter, but instead of sleeping the season away, I've been eating. I've been contemplating returning to a keto diet. You might know that I did a keto diet for a couple years to help me get my blood sugar regulated, and now that it's a little more commonplace, it may be easier to adhere to. The Good Lovin' Bar is the number one certified keto protein bar in retail and online, and they're number one for these reasons. Best plant-based, organic ingredients, best taste with flavors like chocolate-dipped strawberry, chocolate coconut and peanut butter brownie, and best customer service that will make you smile. Keto or not, you can try them out by visiting www.thegoodlovin'bar.com. Put together a multi-flavor order and get 25% off by using today as a promo code. And if you reach $50, you'll get free shipping anywhere in the U.S. That's thegoodlovin'bar.com and get 25% off your first order by using the word today as a promo code. Or you can click the link in the show notes for the automatic 25% off. They guarantee you will be loving the Good Lovin' Bar. And now, back to our show. Today's Good Time Good Deal segment is a nod to my favorite subscription boxes. I have two annual subscriptions, one to Cosbox, which is a seasonal box full of sustainable and ethical products, and the other is the mother of them all, FabFitFun, which is a seasonal box of luxury fashion, beauty, and wellness products. 
Both boxes aren't cheap. They're about $50 each or $175 annually for four. But each box has over $200 worth of full-size high-end products. This is not an ad. This is my honest opinion here. Both of these boxes allow me to try new products that I wouldn't have otherwise. It's how I found Playa Shampoo and Conditioner, which I will buy after I run out of the shampoo and conditioner I'm using now. But best of all, these boxes usually cover me for friends' birthdays and holidays. I am one of those people who stockpile gifts. When I get products that I wouldn't necessarily use in my box or when I see a really good deal in their add-on sections, I store these for our gift shelf. My friend Melissa just had a birthday last week and I sent my girls to the gift shelf to pick out something for her. It's like shopping, but at home, and it was really fun to hear them debate if Miss Melissa would like the earring set or coffee mugs or reusable shopping bags. They debated on whether or not her ears were pierced and they settled on the earrings, which she loved. Like I said, neither of these boxes are cheap. They're about $50 each if you buy them one at a time, but they both promise over $200 worth of full-sized, high-quality products. In a FabFitFun box one time, I got a Forio Luna, a facial cleansing brush that I usually just walk on by at Sephora because it retails for $119 by itself. I have ordered one-off boxes from both Cosbox and FabFitFun twice, and then upgraded to an annual subscription for them both since I was so impressed with the offerings. Paying annually allows you to customize the box. Let me tell you though, sometimes the choices are really hard. In the upcoming summer FabFitFun box, I really could not decide between the Tom sunglasses or the Giving Keys necklace. And then they did this dastardly thing of letting me get both for just an extra $10. Anyway, if you've ever wondered if those boxes are worth the hype, I would say they are if you like trying new things and if you like stocking up for gifts. I will say that both of these boxes have Facebook groups dedicated to buying, selling, and trading the various offerings. The purse I got in my last Cosbox sells for $85 on the manufacturer's website, but people have been selling theirs in the Facebook group for $35, so almost the cost of the box. So if you're worried that you'll be stuck with a lot of useless stuff, you may be able to sell some of these items in those Facebook groups or even on Poshmark. In any regard, if you've ever been curious, I do have a referral code for both of those boxes that will get you $10 off your first one. The links are in the show notes and under the love section of todaybytheway.com, but the Cosbox link is tbtw.in slash Cosbox, and the FabFitFun one is tbtw.in slash Fab. Before we go, I do want to point you to StarWars.com slash activities. There are so many cute crafts and snacks you can make if you have a house of many Star Wars fans. I can't believe I never knew about this rich resource. You should check it out. If your kids listen to the show or if you're really into puns, I thought it would be fun for Jude to share 10 Star Wars jokes with us. You ready, Jude? Yeah. Okay, let's go. Why did Anakin Skywalker cross the road? I don't know. To get to the dark side. <laughs> Why did Kylo Ren trace Ray through the forest? You tell me. He probably just wanted a girlfriend. After all, he'd been solo for so long. <laughs> Why does Princess Leia keep her hair tied up in buns? I don't know. So it doesn't hang solo? <laughs> How do you unlock doors on Kashyyyk? I'm not sure. With a Wookiee. Which Star Wars character works at a restaurant? You tell me. Darth Vader. <laughs> what do you call an invisible droid? I don't know. 
C-3PO. <laughs> what did Obi-Wan tell Luke when he had trouble eating Chinese food? I don't know. Use the forks, Luke. <laughs> Why is Yoda such a good gardener? Uh, because he is low to the ground? No, because he has a green thumb. <laughs> Where did Luke get his bionic hand? I don't know. At the second-hand store. <laughs> what is the internal temperature of a tauntaun? I don't know. Lukewarm. <laughs> Those are pretty good, Jude. Okay, lastly, this isn't a joke. It's more like life advice, but I want you to know, if you are ever with someone who doesn't like Star Wars puns, then you are looking for love in Alderaan places. <laughs> Okay, okay, that was pretty good, right? Okay, I guess it was. <laughs> I will see myself out now. I wanted you to like these jokes, but I don't want to force it. Mom, that wasn't a good one. <laughs> okay, friend, that's it for today. Don't forget that our TBTW challenge this week is to show a single mama some extra care and love this week. We have show notes at todaybytheway.com slash episodes, and we have a Facebook group called My Internet Besties that you should join. We'll be doing our book club this week there, so make sure you join us for the discussion after reading Eleanor Oliphant is completely fine. Anna622 left the kindest review on Apple Podcasts recently. She wrote, It is hard being a mom to two tiny kids that need me constantly, but this show always brightens up my day. Indiana is so positive and uplifting. I feel like I can really hear her cheering me on each time I listen to the podcast. It makes me so happy. <sighs> this. This is why I started today, by the way. I am a mom who is in the trenches with you, and I wanted a podcast that felt like a quick chat with an encouraging friend. I am so thankful that we can be that for one another, especially now. This is why we should keep doing what we're doing here. This isn't just a podcast. This is a community of women who are for each other. I hope your Monday is off to a great start and that somehow this is your best month yet. Today is a new day and friend, I am cheering you on. <laughs>